Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got big news out of California. For those of you who live in Texas, for those of you who live in Florida, you're going to want to get in your car, turn around, and go right back to the sunny shores of Los Angeles. I can assure you. Why, you may be asking? <laughs> because... Oh, I got to do a screen share. I forgot about that. That's so anticlimactic, isn't it? When I forget to do the screen share, <laughs> I had it all queued up. All right. Now let's go right over to Yahoo. And this politician is just saying, do the math. How ironic is it that she's saying, do the math when she is obviously allergic to math. <laughs> Here we go. California Democrat wants to hike the federal minimum wage to $50 an hour. Whoa, we're all going to be rich. <laughs> Says six figure salaries, barely enough to get by. Wow. Yeah. And everybody knows that the way you make a society richer is just to give them more currency units. I forget about goods and services. <laughs> Whatever, George. That's that's way too old school. That's antiquated thinking. We've moved on, boomer. <laughs> now everybody knows that regardless of how many goods and services we have, all we need to do is just give people free money and it solves every problem. And if you think I'm exaggerating, if you think I'm bringing this down to like a first grade level, just wait till you hear what the politicians are saying and the arguments they are making for $50 an hour minimum. I can't even say it without laughing. It's just so absurd. Who votes for these people? Honestly, who, who, who just imagine for a moment you voted for this gal. I don't know what her name is. And she comes out with this cockamamie scheme here wouldn't you be like why yikes i mean you'd want to hide your face oh who'd you vote for um uh, anyway uh did you see the football game monday night <laughs> i mean wouldn't you be embarrassed that you voted for a person that was this completely ignorant uh, well maybe she's just a pathological liar maybe she's just a, a psychopath I mean, she could just be evil and, or she just could be both most likely both and what I mean by that is she knows that this is ridiculous, but she's just saying it to get votes or pander to her constituents that astonishingly might be as stupid as she is. Uh, so that means she's evil uh, because she knows this is going to be detrimental to the economy and she doesn't care as long as it gets her votes or she's just too stupid and she thinks this is actually a good idea. I would choose C, which would be both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let's keep going here. Just unbelievable. By far the most dramatic call during the February 12th debate came from Representative Barbara Lee. Remember, and I want to make sure we use her name because usually, you know, you, you don't really want to encourage people to go troll this representative online or on Twitter. But in this case, th they deserve it. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> I'm not saying be a jerk or anything, but I mean, she deserves everything that she gets or should get or will get from something this completely absurd, but not just absurd, but something that would be so detrimental 
not just to the economy, but to the poor and middle class. We're going to get to that in just a moment here. So that's almost a seven times increase to the federal minimum wage and three times the existing minimum wage, minimum wage in California. She says, I know what worker productivity means. Do you, Barbara? You, you, you sure about that? And, and okay, here we go. She once ran a small business for 11 years before turning her talents, <laughs> her talents to politics. I guess that's one way to sum up her skill sets, talents. I wouldn't really call them talents myself, unless you want to include being a complete moron uh, as one of your talents. But I think most people would say that that that's probably a drawback. <laughs> oh, man. When we're listing our strengths and weaknesses, if we have under a 50 IQ, I don't know that we would list that as a strength. So she ran, what small business could she have possibly run? I mean, I'm trying to think this through because my first response would be something like a lemonade stand, but there's no way she has the competency level to even do that. You know what? I, I, I got it. I got it. I, I know what she had to have done. She had to have been one of these psychics, you know, that you see on TV that, or you used to see on TV they're in like you're watching the Jerry Springer show or something like that. And it, and it cuts to this gal that she tells you, she's going to read your fortune by uh, your, your birthday or something. Like that. <laughs> that, that's the only world which she, in which she could have made money because you're dealing with people who are just as insane as she is, but, or, or, she actually is a competent business owner, and that means that she's evil because she's lying to people to gain their vote when she knows it's going to be detrimental in the long run because it's going to destroy the small and mid-sized businesses that actually employ these people. I know what worker productivity means. I mean, she, she makes a good point there. And for those of you who are saying, George, George, look, I, I understand what you're saying in this video. I get it but you're not giving me any solutions for heaven's sakes. Regardless of how insane this gal is, the problem still exists. People working for $20 an hour, they can't make ends meet in California. So what do you propose we do? Well, let's step back a moment and ask ourselves, what is wealth? Well, at the end of the day, it's goods and services. Why do I say that? Because if you're stranded on a deserted island, and you have $1 billion, but all that is on the island are coconuts, sand, and salt water, probably some mosquitoes, are you rich or poor? You're dirt, you're dirt poor. Well, you got a million dollars, or you got a million dollars with a Bitcoin, or gold, or silver, but you got no stuff. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. 
That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Yeah, Josh. George, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I looked up her business and it it took me so long because I've been searching for this business. But right out of college, she started working on a presidential campaign for Shirley, whatever. And then she got involved in the Black Panther Party, which is a open Marxist Leninist black power organization. Yeah, yeah. The communist. And. Then she became the U.S. representative. I, I'm not too sure which which one was the business. It, in her Wikipedia, there is no 12-year period of her running said business, but maybe it is the uh, running for a presidential campaign. I, I'm really not too sure. But what it probably was was a consulting business. If that. I, I don't yeah, think so. so. She probably just had a consulting business that she set up to take payments from whatever uh, psychopath politician that she were communist that she was trying to help. So in that case, you know, how many employees did she have? Uh, that would be none. That would be herself. She's the consultant. So that was most likely the small business that she ran. So in that case, you could take the minimum wage up to a trillion dollars an hour and it wouldn't impact her. <laughs> Other than it would, because there would be a lot less stuff. So she, by definition, would be much Poorer. You see, the way that you make poor and middle class people richer, or the way you increase their standard of living, is by making them more productive, right? We go back to the example. I used to use this on a lot of whiteboard videos. I haven't used it in a long time. But what I did is I, I actually did the math on the deflation that we had in the 1800s, let's say from 1870 to 1900. So about 50% deflation. But then what I did is I also looked at nominal wages and nominal wages during that time, nominal wages, not just for inflation, actually went up. So if we have prices going down and wages going up, guess who's getting richer? So then what I did is I said, okay, let's just assume that you worked at McDonald's back in 1870. And let's just assume, you know, that your, your wage was a thousand dollars a month for flipping burgers. And let's just assume that you were to work at that McDonald's for 30 years And you never get a raise and you never, or actually you do get a raise because it went up with nominal inflation or excuse me, with uh, nominal wages for the uh, United States in aggregate total. So let's just say that nominal wages were going up at one, 2% a year, but we had two, 3% deflation and compounded over the 30 years that equals 50% deflation, rough numbers here. So the uh, the amount of, I can't remember the exact numbers right off the top of my head, but basically this person's wages went from $1,000 a month to roughly, it was like 1200 1300 something like that. And you say, oh my gosh, George, well, this is, this is crazy. They've worked 30 years and they've only got a $200 bump. Right, but what happened to their expenses? So if we assume that this person was working paycheck to paycheck, they didn't have any savings, that means their expenses would have also been $1,000. But if we have 50% deflation, then their expenses go down to 500. Now, all of a sudden, instead of them working paycheck to paycheck, they've got a gap of $700, the $200 increase on the wages and the $500 decrease on the expenses. You see, that's how poor people get rich. 
or their standard of living increases, I should say, by making more stuff. And therefore, the price of the stuff goes down. But the business owners are making just as much money or even more money because they're selling more of the stuff. You see, you just ask yourself, well, how did we have that deflation? What did we have some sort of great financial crisis in the 1800s? No, because we were so darn productive and productivity was increasing and increasing and increasing. This is what you have to do if you want the poor, the lot of the poor and middle class to improve. So then you have to say, okay, well, how would we increase productivity? Well, I'll tell you what you don't do, and that's raise the minimum wage to 50 bucks an hour. That is not going to improve productivity because that's going to decrease the amount of businesses and therefore decrease the amount of goods and services we have access to, which by definition makes us poorer. Let's go. It's just hard for me to read this drivel from this Barbara gal, but let's keep going here. She cited the United Way report, which found that a family of four living in San Francisco would need $127,000 a year just to get by. Why is that, Barbara? Why is it that you need $127,000 in San Francisco just to get by? Is it because of free market capitalism? No, it's because you idiotic politicians do all of this nonsense, which distorts the economy which makes the housing prices skyrocket, which makes the price of the stuff go higher and higher and higher. It's because of you. It's because of your stupid policies. It's because you increased the minimum wage to $20 in the first place, <laughs> along with everything else. That's why people can't get by. That's why they need $127,000. It's not because of the free market. It's because of these idiotic politicians and their policies, which at the end of the day are only implemented to buy them votes. And this happens over and over and over again, where the people who pay are the poor and middle class, the exact same people that they say they're trying to help. She says, just do the math. Yeah, just do the math, Barbara. Why is it that it costs so much in San Francisco? It costs $127,000 a year to break even in San Francisco. And it costs $50,000 a year in Tyler, Texas. Why is that, Barbara? But is it just magic? Is it that just the, the, the entrepreneurs in California are just way more greedy than they are in Tyler, Texas? <laughs> I mean, come on. Jeez. Oh, but wait, there is more. <laughs> oh, geez. So you do have some sane people in uh, and here we go. San Francisco, San Mateo, Marin. I used to live in Marin County, by the way, way back in the day. All rank in the top 10 most expensive counties to buy a house. I wonder why that is. Maybe, just maybe, it's because the politicians enact laws that create bureaucracy that restrict the supply. Maybe. I'm just throwing that out there. Rental costs are sky high. Oh, well, there you go. So let's just do price controls. We'll just put a cap on rent increases. Fantastic. What does that do to supply of housing? It makes it go down. What does that do to the price of housing? It makes it go up. <laughs> I mean, this is like third grade stuff. Jeez. So fortunately, they've got some politicians there who have an ounce of, of sanity. This gentleman, Steve Garvey. I actually remember Steve Garvey. Yeah, he used to uh, play for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. He argued the minimum wage is where it should be. I actually disagree with that. Uh, the, the minimum wage is not where it should be because we shouldn't have a minimum wage. <laughs> Look, what's crazy is all of these politicians, even on the left, even the Krugman types, 
they'll sit there and say, oh, you know what? Price controls are a bad thing. In fact, that's one thing that almost all economists agree on, that price controls are a bad thing. You don't want price controls. They lead to bad outcomes. Okay, then great. Then why are we putting a, a price control on wages? Why is that not bad? Anyway, he brought up the state's contentious new fast food law signed into law by Newsom, the greasy used car salesman that he is, that will hike fast food workers' wages to $20 an hour starting April 1st. How appropriate on April 1st, April Fool's Day, to do something that's quite literally the most foolish thing that I could possibly imagine. (laughs) Uh, They should rename it April Foolish Day. That is $4 higher than the Golden State's current minimum wage. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, Garvey hits the nail on the head. This is going to increase costs for hardworking Californians. Not going to increase costs. It's going to decrease jobs. It's going to put businesses out of business. And it's going to make everyone poorer because there's going to be a lot less stuff. And then this, this other Adam Smith person. How There again, how ironic. Adam Smith. Adam Smith. You guys remember who Adam Smith is from the Wealth of Nations, right? Basically, the, <laughs> the, the guy that came up with a theory of free market capitalism. Uh, This is why I say we we are, we just have to be living in a simulation. We have to be And whoever is in control of the simulation, the matrix that we're living in, they got a sense of of humor or at the very least, they've got a sense of irony. Don't they? Adam Smith clap back. You want to know why people are living in the streets? Why Adam? Why is that? It's because we're paying them poverty wages. There you go. There you go. Duh. Duh. That's why we have poverty itself. I mean, we could just eradicate poverty completely. 100%. If we just raised the minimum wage to $1,000 an hour. So why aren't we doing that, Adam? I mean, what would his argument be? Well, it's just what well, we should. We, we should. We, we can do it. We have the ability to completely eradicate poverty, but we just choose not to do it because we hate poor people. He said, we have to raise people's incomes. We have to build a lot more affordable housing. It's just, so what he's saying here is we have to restrict the amount of housing that is being built. We we have to do that. We cannot let the private sector build more housing because we don't want to infringe on these people's McMansions that they have in Marin County. But at the same token, we we need to build, we we need to restrict the amount of homes, but we need to build more homes. (laughs) You can just, and people... People vote for these idiots. People vote for this. People vote for this. Absolutely astonishing. So now let's go over some hard numbers because I know many of you might not be convinced. You'd say, oh, George, you're just coming at this from a standpoint of an employer because you were an entrepreneur for many years. You retired uh, in 2012, but you you just don't get it. You, You just don't understand what it's like to be a worker. Well, I disagree. Because I would argue I've probably had more jobs before becoming an entrepreneur than most people have had their entire life. Everything from working construction to working minimum wage jobs, to being a janitor, to you name it. And most likely I've done it. But let's get to some hard data. Here is Franchise McNomics. And this is a breakdown of a P&L for an average McDonald's franchise. Now, this might have uh, been back maybe 2015 or something, 2012. So it's a little old, but uh, the numbers would probably be higher, but the ratios would likely be the same. Net sales, 2.7 million, okay? Food costs, 
We got to do what we call cost of goods sold. You got to subtract 810 for food, 108 for paper. Now you're left with 1.782. Well, it seems like there should be a lot of room to pay people $50 an hour there. Not so fast. Crew payroll, 540,000. Manager payroll, 108. Payroll taxes, 54. Okay, so right here we have got, let's just say 650. We've got 700. So now most of these people are going to be making, I don't know, maybe $10 an hour, $15 an hour, something like that. So let's just say that we, let's go conservative and say that we triple this. So now all of a sudden your payroll costs go from 700 to 2.1 million. All right. So, and let's just say an increase of, uh, let's see, 702.1 million, uh, an increase of what is that? $1.4 million. Okay. Well, look, you've got 1.7 here. So that should easily, uh, that should not be a problem. We're just basically sucking up the margin of those greedy capitalists. So, oh, boo-hoo, greedy capitalists. Now, instead of lighting your cigars with $100 bills, you just have to do it $10 bills. But let's remember, there's a lot more costs that go into running McDonald's franchise to the point where even at $700,000 of payroll, your net operating income, in other words, profit is 153. So if you're bringing in 2.7 gross at the end of the year, you only get to keep 153. But remember, you've got to increase wages by 1.4 million. So I am not a math genius, but I think 1.4 million is a lot higher than 153,000. So what is this McDonald's person going to do that owns this franchise? Well, they could just fire everyone, but that's going to be very difficult. You say, oh, they're going to automate everything. Yeah, they, they can, but that's a lot of capital expenditure with robots. They might not have, the technology might not be uh, at a specific level. And at the end of the day, you still need people, at least for the next, who knows, three years, five years, something like that. So you just go down to a bare bone minimum staff so you fire people and then you just increase your, your, your cost or you increase your prices. You have to increase your prices. And ironically, most of the people that are working at McDonald's are the types of people that eat at McDonald's. So every single increase that they have in their wages, just go right back <laughs> to their boss on net balance. They're poorer. And let's remember that costs probably increase even more because the amount of stuff that was available is now has now decreased because this policy making a lot of businesses go bust. And like we said at the beginning, the people that pay the price for the, the evil, let's just call a spade a spade, the evil politicians, the stupid evil politicians are the poor and middle class. And until they wake up, until we, we collectively open our eyes and realize that we're being duped by these central planners and authoritarians, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep getting the exact same types of people. We have to open our eyes and vote for people that tell the truth, not people that tell you what you want to hear. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.